Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership coaching and advisory firm. We partner with founders and CEOs to create talent-centric organizations, either where they don't currently exist or rebuild companies into talent-centric organizations. We are committed to supporting your vision and values by creating healthy, successful companies, leveraging the best talent, retention, development, and succession strategies. Listen at the end of the show for information about becoming my next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building thriving companies. Here we go. With me today is Robert Kubin, CEO of PZU Asset Management, headquartered in Warsaw, Poland. Robert, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Carol, for inviting me. My pleasure. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what PZU Asset Management does at a high level? Right. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Um, so uh, we are a subsidiary of PZU, uh, and PZU is uh, the largest financial conglomerate in Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, the, the, the biggest part of the company is uh, insurance-focused, uh, you know, life, non-life, uh, health insurance, then we have the asset management piece, uh, which is you know what I'm representing, and then we have also three banks in the group as well. Uh, and altogether, you know, we work as a financial conglomerate trying to utilize the synergies uh, and uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And in terms of the asset management side, um, you know, we are a standalone company, and we do basically two things. Uh, one is we manage the assets of the insurance companies. And we also manage assets of some third-party, you know, customers, uh, typically retail. Got it. And uh, PZU is a publicly traded company, yeah? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, we are traded on the Frankfurt and Warsaw stock exchanges. Uh, everyone can check out the performance of the share price. Uh, the current market capitalization is around, I don't know, 8 to 10 billion US dollars, something like that. And it's pretty much stable. Wonderful. So very good, uh, very good dividend yield uh, for those who might be interested in purchasing it. And <laughs> okay. uh, very high return on capital, et cetera, et cetera. Wonderful. What would you say is the biggest problem that you solve for your clients, Robert? Uh, well... You know, maybe the problem is that we are, I mean, the whole financial services uh, sector is a sector which is developing, right? Uh, we grow, we gather new assets, et cetera, but it's not like, you know, the new tech companies who started uh, 10 years ago and now have a market capitalization of 100 billion or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we are part of the old economy, let's say, and we are trying to get ourselves to the new economy, you know, by deploying a new technology, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and try to attract more and more customers. I think this is probably mm -hmm. one of the the biggest, yeah, the biggest things that we are facing, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a, uh, a long time background in both investment and portfolio management roles. Right. Um, right. Tell us a little bit about the journey where, you know, to where you are today as a CEO and what specifically had you attracted you and had you joined PZU Asset Management? Yeah. So, you know, I started, well, 20, 20 years ago in the business. Before that, I was studying, you know, economics and finance in, at university. Mm -hmm. And somehow I knew from the very beginning that I would like to do investment management, you know, and I don't know how, you know, don't ask me, but it's just somewhere in the brain <laughs> that, that mm -hmm. this is a job that I wanted to do. 
you know, after graduation, I started working for multinational companies, uh, you know, AIG, MetLife, and these mm. type of, you know, insurance yeah. companies. Yeah. I started as a, you know, junior person doing some analysis uh, or analytical type of jobs. Then I got, uh, you know, luckily promoted to be, you know, the, the head of the investment department, you know, the chief investment officer mm -hmm. for uh, various regions. Uh, and then gradually I moved to the CIO position of PZU. And then, you know, I'm now the, the CEO uh, of, uh, of, of a company, which was quite a big change, you know, because previously the last 20 years I was focusing on, let's say, people management, but mostly technical aspects. Now a CEO function is way broader, right? And you no right. longer uh, look only at you know investment management, but you look at sales, technology, you know HR, you know marketing, and just about mm -hmm. everything. And yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, it's you know like when I look back at the career, I have to say that I had a lot of luck, <laughs> and uh, thank you very much, you know, uh, to, for that. I'm 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 really really happy for this. And then uh, the the second thing is uh, I was flexible uh, and uh, you know I was not scared to take uh, new uh, challenges you know and uh, you know sometimes maybe risk in terms of career mm -hmm. but uh, ultimately this is what you know rewarded me ultimately so so flexibility and not being scared to take on new assignments and and roles and and challenges. Yeah, that's really great. I think that it's it's likely a common denominator among successful CEOs and executives in general that are not afraid to take risks. It's a more, certainly a more entrepreneurial attitude, right? Um, and and yeah. I wonder what was the biggest change for you moving from, you know, a giant carrier like an AIG or a MetLife to yeah. a much smaller company? And how do you compare them in size you know, yeah. the big carriers you were at versus, you know, where you are today at PZU Asset Management. Yeah. So, you know, uh, let's say those are two completely different jobs. Uh, in the huge multinational companies, you are basically a small piece of a giant puzzle. Right. right? And for that, you need to, uh, I don't know, cooperate. You know your job really well. But then the boundaries of the job are very well defined. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you move to a smaller company, but also I want to state that uh, you know PZU is, uh, I mean it's smaller than than MetLife or AIG, but uh, let's say it's you know one quarter of uh, MetLife or AIG, mm -hmm. so it's still a very sizable company, but mm -hmm. not a global one. Unfortunately, it's more like a regional or local one. But in terms of the market cap, etc., you know, well, MetLife could be what forty billion. You know, we are ten, so one fourth of mm -hmm. that. So it's. It is a difference, but let's say not, you know, not too huge as uh, as people might think, and uh, you know, especially in the CEO job, uh, I mean, you need to have you know much wider horizons, and as as we discussed, you know, like accepting challenge is a daily business because you need to grow the company, right? It's not only that you need to invest, but That's you right. need to grow it. You need to do every day something that hasn't been done before, right? And for that, you need to be self confident, you know, and being happy to accept the new challenges and and risk it, right? And sometimes you win, sometimes you fail. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, the secret recipe is that you fail less often than you win, right? Of course. And constantly you, you grow. And, and also, you know, PZU ultimately being a you know publicly traded company, 
The problem is that uh, it has to announce quarterly, you know, results, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not that you have to grow, let's say, within three horizons. You need to grow pretty much every quarter, one after the other, right? And that is very, very difficult. That's, that's sure. right. That's that. That's. And do you, do you find that that's a problem in the industry having to grow at you know at at a point of every three months? Yeah, I think it is challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes uh, people get pushed into thinking short term mm -hmm. uh, because what they care about is right. you know how the company is gonna grow you know within the next uh, let's say couple of quarters uh, mm -hmm. or a year or something like that but obviously you cannot really forget about the long-term growth uh, because short term right. is short term right and you just cannot I mean if you don't have the long-term vision then uh, then you know it's a very short-lived strategy and just it, you know it doesn't pay off ultimately so it's it's very very important you know to have that set up that you have to deliver on both you know short term and long term uh, horizon and basis right and you i mean with every job uh, you just don't know whether you will be in the job you know <laughs> tomorrow right so yeah that's but i think that's a normal environment that we are all in you know, yeah I yeah I, I would agree uh yeah. you know and, and it's funny because uh, i always had a friend of mine say you know you can't you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs yeah, right exactly and <laughs> exactly. you know and and when one looks at, to your point, you know, you've got some successes, you've had some failures. And the reality is, is that we learn more. I mean, I'm curious as to your opinion on that, but I believe that we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes so that, you know, exactly. we don't make those mistakes again. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, typically it's the failures or it's the time when something new happens, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you change a job or you change a company or you change, you know, location, for example, you move from, and this is, you know, something that uh, I experienced uh, quite often that I was moving a lot uh, between various countries, you know, to mm -hmm. basically wherever the opportunity was uh, and I got the offer to move, you know, I did, I did, did take it. And you, you know, uh, come to see new people, right? New environment, uh, things are done. I would say similarly everywhere, but a little bit differently everywhere. And you need to adjust uh, to that, right? And uh, like, if everything is going well, then we are all heroes, but it's not right. that always. <laughs> so yeah. exactly, like the downturns are the best time to, to learn. And then yeah. also like, you know, if you have a team which is working well, mm -hmm. if everything goes well, you know, that's great. But the true test comes when, you know, you are, you know, falling short of, uh, you know, delivering of the financial plan or yeah. if the competition is growing more than you are, right, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then you see whether, you know, your role is uh, being done in a proper way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are there any particular challenges that you and or your competitors are facing in your industry? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, probably just about in every industry. You know, the, maybe there are two uh, things which are quite challenging in asset management in Central and Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. The first one might be that people, I mean, you know, like a general public, they don't really think long term and mm -hmm. they don't invest uh, with a you know vision of some bright future. You know, twenty years from now, they more care about you know what kind of uh, car right. they can purchase today, right, etc. So to persuade them that they need to start thinking long term, you know, and then it's not only about, you know, 
what kind of clothes they are going to purchase and what car they are going to drive and mm. what the home, home they are going to live mm. at. You know, obviously all these things are important, but it's also, you know, like saving for retirement or so far, you know, some better future uh, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a big part of the challenge. Uh, the, the second big part of the challenge is that, you know, it's a competitive market. Uh, you know, we directly compete with, uh, you know, maybe 20 other, you know, uh, similarly structured uh, mm. companies like ours. You know, all the competitions or most of the competitions, those are global names, you know, with very good, you know, technology and everything. Mm-hmm. And we have to be on par with that. Mm-hmm. And then if you, you know, if you fight for a retail customer, for example, through fund management, all of, you know, you have a like a peer group comparison that, you know, one fund uh, performs this way over the last year, you know, you compare, you, you mm-hmm. perform this way. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And every client is looking at the table, seeing, all right, so PZU's fund grew by three percent, but there is another fund who grew by three and a half. So why should I invest with PZU, <laughs> right, and not with someone else? Right. And then you know, daily, again and again and again. So it's a very, very, very competitive environment ultimately. Mm-hmm. And and where would you say? Because you know, you point out that you that you compete against some very large companies. Where would you say you you know you rank uh, among among your you know you talk about twenty competitors ish? Yeah, I mean, there is. I would say the biggest difference is whether you have whether you are a standalone company or you are part of some bigger financial group sure and whether you have your own distribution network or you rely on someone else's distribution network and typically the, the best companies are the ones you know in asset management in retail are the ones who have a bank in the group mm-hmm. because the bank is like the best distributor of asset management products uh, right. for various reasons if you are independent, then, for example, in the US, you know, it's really good to be independent as a manager. But here, the, the, the market is just structured differently. If you're independent, then you are typically way smaller than if you are, you know, like a mm-hmm. subsidiary of a bigger conglomerate, you know, and if you have mm-hmm. a banking distribution behind your back, you know, that helps a lot, really. It does. Interesting. So who, who would you say is your ideal client, Robert, and what makes them so ideal? Yeah, well. Or prospect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, we have, you know, various types of clients. The biggest one is PZU. As, as I said, you know, we manage the assets of uh, the insurance company. Yep. You know, what uh, I, th- I really like the cooperation there because we have, for example, really, really good CFO, you know, with whom the cooperation is really smooth. And we always discuss, you know, what is expected to be delivered uh, from, you know, by investments and by the asset management business uh, in terms of, you know, what he's expecting, you know, then, uh, in terms of financial results, et cetera. And then we put the asset classes together. We discuss that with him. You know, uh, it's very easy discussions because we are all on the same page and then we just deliver uh, accordingly, right? And if we don't, right. then we discuss why something happened and why something hasn't happened. So I think that cooperation works uh, quite well. Then, uh, you know, what we are trying to develop is also not only retail customers, but also some, you know, third-party institutional customers uh, in in Central and Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And that segment is not developed yet, uh, I would say. Uh, And it will take probably a couple of years before it gets developed. Uh, And then we are, you know, with the retail customer. And obviously, we the, the best one is a customer who understands investments. 
but it's stable, long-term thinking, right, uh, etc. And and also like you know asset management or the retail distribution historically was mainly done through face-to-face meetings, mm-hmm. but now bigger and bigger portion is done through internet. You know, and mm-hmm. that is a big, 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 uh, big, uh, big transition. Sure. So also ultimately, a good customer is someone who is able to use internet. You know, to 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 manage his public uh, or uh, sorry his pr- uh, private uh, or her private uh, mm-hmm. finances. So so I would say that's also a very desired customer. Is the change to the internet? Does that have anything to do with the COVID pandemic? Oh yeah, I think I think as well. Uh, there are probably two things. One is that everything is now on the internet, right? If yeah. you are not on the internet, you don't exist. I would say financial services were a little bit of, of an exception because typically financial services were sold rather than purchased by the customers, right? right? So you had, you know, insurance uh, agents, you know, and all kinds of distributors for which for a commission, Mm -hmm. we're speaking with a client, you know, and uh, hoping that uh, he or she is going to invest or save uh, through Mm -hmm. them. But now it seems that actually people are more aware of uh, the fact that they don't need to rely only on the distributor, you know, on the but they can do most of the stuff uh, on internet, which is, you know, very easy to to do, you know, to navigate. And even for a person who has no experience with uh, investment management, mm-hmm. you know, he or, he, he or she could really do such a thing really well through internet because, you know, all these applications are just guiding him or her, you know, in the proper way. Mm-hmm. So, and that is a big change. Uh, and we see it, you know, like the, for example, the the, the distribution platform that we have now, uh, we set it up, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago. And at that time, we thought that this is like a complete future, right? That it's probably going to be a failure. Right. <laughs> but it turned out that it's, it was a really good decision. And now right. it's uh, maybe second or third biggest distribution mm-hmm. you know, channel for us. And, you know, with the biggest growth potential. That, so mm-hmm. good decision that by Wonderful. that time. So what would you say makes your company culture unique? And if I was an employee, what would I notice in your company culture? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a difficult question. You know, the, I'm trying to manage the company on a very open-minded basis. Uh, right. That we, you know, obviously, you know, we try to find consensus. Uh, you know, discuss everything. You know, have different perspectives. Like, really, no opinion is is a bad one. But sometimes, you know, if you know these discussions go nowhere, you know, you just say, "All right, you know, that's enough. All right, this is the decision, and this is the direction that we are we are we are heading." Mm-hmm. But I am trying to create uh, like a sense of open-mindedness, like no one is better than the other, right? Uh, hierarchy yeah. is uh, something which is on paper, Very but good. shouldn't be in reality. And I'm really mm-hmm. trying to open up the company for invention, right? For cooperation, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, you know, hopefully uh, this is bearing success, uh, but in, you know, in a way, this is, I think, how companies should be managed. And, yeah. and for example, yeah, sorry, Carol. And, and for example, now we are, uh, discussing and thinking how to, let's say, uh, provide corporate governance for innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so far, you know, I have to say that the asset management piece of PZU is very innovative, uh, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a little bit chaotic, maybe. And that was, you know, what was uh, ultimately good about it. Mm-hmm. But now we are trying to think like how to provide innovation to be part of the DNA of the organization, you know, and how to ensure that right. uh, you know innovation is a daily bread and butter for us you know and not something on top of our daily business etc so and that will also change the 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 the, the culture of the company yeah, because awesome. we will put more emphasis on that would you say that you have a culture of feedback 
do you know what I mean by that question? Uh, That's also an interesting question (laughs) and a good one. Uh, You know, before I came, there was basically no feedback almost whatsoever. Mm. And I'm trying to establish that, but it's, uh, you know, you have to be really careful about that because it could be a double-edged sword. Uh, It could be very misused by, you know, various, uh, you know, plots within the company, et cetera. So definitely I'm trying to provide feedback. Uh, We created a process for that. Mm-hmm. And we are hoping that uh, this will be something which will be positively benefiting everyone. And on paper, I mean, obviously, right? This is important. But how how you do it, that might be a completely different question. That's right. But I but I completely agree that this should be part of of, of you know of the culture. Yeah, and, and, and people and, should and, not be scared. You know. Right. No. No. I think that's so fantastic. And you know, and and, and you know, you may make some mistakes along the way, right? Yeah, in yeah, in that, and and you do have to be careful. And there are right. ways. To to encourage people to provide feedback, so that it doesn't come back and bite somebody in the butt, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and exactly. and that's I think that's the biggest challenge for any company. Well, how do you go about doing that when you know if an, if if somebody's uh, um, subordinate tells their manager X, Y, and Z and gives them feedback, and then it gets you know it gets used against them which yeah. is completely ineffective <laughs> Exactly, because people have to really look at it as a contribution, right. To helping, to helping you be yeah. a better leader yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a better employee or whatever that might be. So it's, it's, you know, it's going it, to, it will likely take you some time to have that come to fruition. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, you know, the good thing about, uh, you know, the asset management piece of PZU is that it's not, too huge, you know, it's not thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of people, you know, yeah. in different, you know, locations around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the companies that I used to work previously at, uh, there was a process for feedback. Yeah. But I can tell you that it was definitely misused by the employees. I mean, for mm-hmm. not the benefit of the company, but I would say quite contrary. Yeah. And that's... that was really, really, really bad. And I saw it, you know, personally on myself, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. I was harmed by by mm-hmm. by these things. Gosh, that's, and, that's and, how many how many employees do you currently have, Robert? Yeah, in this, your division. You know, yeah, two hundred people. Two hundred like people. So, okay. So, and so it's it, relatively. Is that is that the same number when you joined? Have you grown the company? Have you have you had to lay people off? What has been your? I mean, how well have you retained people? I know there's yeah. a lot of questions in there. You, you know, we grew the top line by maybe 50% uh, since I came. And we try to keep the same or pretty much the same number of people. So trying to make it more efficient, basically. And that is a big challenge. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, by making the company more efficient, we we keep pretty much the same headcount. But we transfer the headcount, you know, from some areas to the other areas. Mm-hmm. And for example, uh, there is a lot of emphasis on the sales through internet, right? Right. And for some marketing, marketing which is related to internet, you know, and some mm-hmm. PR which is related to internet. So that part of the company is definitely growing well. And some parts of the company where we thought that we are maybe too fat at, you know, we just downsized. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's very difficult to do, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, again, you know, that one seems that this was like a good decision that we made. Uh, okay. And and again, you know, the, the headcount is pretty much stable, but the top line grew maybe 50%, you know, or, over the last, I don't know, three years or something like that. So, okay. so yeah. Good. That's so I've got one last question for you in the couple of minutes we have left. Can you, can you sure. give me a client success story that you're particularly proud of? 
Uh, you know, I think that you can kind of come up with on the fly. <laughs> yeah, I think actually the biggest success is, uh, you know, how we manage the assets of PZ2 as a company itself, you right. know, as uh, of uh, of the parent. I think, you know, we are, I mean, re- it's a very sophisticated process. You know, we invest just about every possible asset class in the world, which is out there and makes sense. And uh, I think that, you know, most of the departments and processes are really, really done on a very good, you know, very high sophistication level. We have really good people. You know, some of them are, I would say, very exceptional. You know, it's uh, sometimes it's difficult to keep these people, right, because we are constantly attacked by competition, you know, to to take the people from us. But, uh, I mean, we first try to pay the people well, but second, you know, it's not definitely the only thing which is important. I think this is mainly one of the less important things. It's more like, you know, the environment that we try mm-hmm. to create, which is motivating to the people to stay because they are, you know, free to go somewhere else, you know, sure. where they would probably earn even more than, than here. Great. So it's a con- constant uh, struggle for resources and people are definitely one of the most important resources that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if there's uh, anyone listening, uh, for any for anyone listening to this, um, if they wanted to take the next step with you uh, from a prospect standpoint, they are maybe interested in talking to you about being a client uh, or even an employee. What would you? What should they do? Uh, I mean, I am. Uh, my profile is on LinkedIn, and everyone is highly welcome. You know, to connect with me and uh, you know send me a message, and it's a. You know, I'm not sure about you, but in my case, you know, it's a very frequent source of communication for me lately. Yep. So, you know, a lot of, com- you know, connections and discussions mm-hmm. happening there. Yeah. Okay, great. So, and and your website is uh, pzu.pl. Yeah, that is correct. Um, if somebody were to go to your website right now, is there any particular place you'd say, here, this is one of the great pages to go look at? You know, I would say if anyone wants to start investing with us, we have in pzu so inpzu.pl which is the you know uh, the online sales tool you know you register yourself and you can basically you know start investing through us and and that is the part uh, where we are you know uh, we const- we develop it constantly uh, we have a you know i don't want to be too concrete but we have really good plans you know how to pro- uh, get new things on on the platform and uh, you know the platform is going to look differently half year from now, one year from now, and five years from now. And I'm, you know, we are all really proud of that because I think it's a really well done thing. So that's Good. my recommendation. And did you say INPZU.pl? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I N is in Nancy, PZU.pl. Just want to make yeah, sure. Like in like investments. So Investment. Okay. Just wanted to, wanted to be clear yeah. that because, um, you know, there'll be, there'll be people listening in the United States want to make sure everybody understands. So exactly. It should be, you know, uh, investments or innovation yep. and these things. So that's why I am PZU.pl. Got it. Okay. That's, well, Robert Kubin, uh, CEO of PZU Asset Management, thanks so much for being with us today. And we I really, really enjoyed having you and learning more about your company. Thank you very much. Uh, and many thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, please share it on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know of someone who would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter to let them know about the show and include the hashtag authentically successful. 
I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.